the EDP. Weird Norfolk, with Shifra Connor, Stacia Briggs and Richard Fair. Today's edition of Weird Norfolk is about pits, not armpits, as Shifra is keen to tell you. Um, the first is at Aylmerton in North Norfolk. Um, a woman is said to haunt one of the pits that are in the area looking for the baby murdered by her jealous husband. And we'll talk a little bit about that. And the second tale is from nearby North Reps, um, where there's another so-called shrieking pit, this time for another wailing woman whose change of heart after a suicide attempt fell on deaf ears. Mm. Mm. So, okay, so we've, we've ruled out armpit. We've so, ruled out so armpits. So have we better sort of define what pits. sort of... And the pits, yes. yes. Are we so, going to de- define what a pit, tell us pit what is? Kind of pits. So these, these pits are remnants of medieval iron ore mining. Um, so they've been kicked. Iron ore. <laughs> iron ore. Stop it. <laughs> iron ore. Um, so they've been kicking around for quite a while. So I'm just looking on my phone because I asked on Instagram if um, anyone had actually been to the the pit in North Reps because it has got quite a um, a spooky rep- reputation. 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 Yeah, rep- I couldn't think reputation. of how to say reputation. And I'm just trying to find his message because someone had been to it, and it's going to be really disappointed. They say, and there was nothing there. Well, he didn't see anything, but he did say the atmosphere. Although it was like a, I can't find the message, but I think I can remember. Um, although it was like a really sunny day, it was really still and really cold. Mm. Um, which I thought was really interesting. And the photographer that we sent at the time when we first did this story, she said exactly the same thing. Um, it's kind of dank. And, I've not and, been... And, have you been yeah. there? I, I have been there a long time ago. Um, I went... I can't remember why. I went on some awful walk with um, with some naturalists at Not Naturists. And um, they showed it to me. And it is kind of... it's it's It, it does look very foreboding. It's a kind mm. of, you know, very dark place. But this, this first tale that we're looking at, is it, can you say it? Aylmerton. Aylmerton. I think that's Aylmerton. how you say it. Aylmerton. Is that how you Aylmerton. say it? Aylmerton. Aylmerton. I should know that. I'm from Norfolk. Yeah. I should it know this. It sounds like Aylsham. That's why I'm here, sort of isn't it? Just thing. to do that kind yeah. of thing. Aylmerton. Haysborough. Aylmerton. Aylmerton. Anyway, it's there. It's three miles from Cromer, um, and there are five pits there, the Shrieking Pits. Apparently, there's a ghostly figure who wears white that haunts the pits, and she's seen weeping and wailing, walking between each of the pits, endlessly searching for her baby. And the story is, child was killed by her husband. She was convinced it wasn't his, killed the infant, buried the, the, the child in the pit west of Aylmerton Church, and then went back and killed her. And she's seen, she's tall, slim, and seen wringing her hands and uttering piercing cries, which we just tried to recreate didn't work yeah, for us, did no. it? No. Our sound effects person didn't... Our sound effects person has now gone to get on a train and uh, her <laughs> shrieking was below par. No, it was more bird-like than... It was. It was more, yeah, it was rubbish. It was a foley fail. It was, yes. <laughs> it was an awful fail. Um, she the And she, the, the thing I quite like about... Yeah, it was. Uh, the thing I quite <laughs> like about this is... Do you know, I've had this thing recently where I'm hearing what people say like a couple of minutes after or seconds after they've said it. <laughs> The other day, our editor, as we walked in, he said to me, Hello, so are you all right? And um, I completely ignored him. 
walked past, got to my seat, <laughs> and then and then shouted, Dave, did you just say hello to me? And he went, yes, you just ignored... Anyway... <laughs> So I'm on a bit. Conversations have been difficult. I have I, to say. Yes, they have. I'm on a bit of a time. It's as if I'm in Australia without being there on the phone in the 70s. Yeah, well, tell me, join us by satellite. Today. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, interestingly, this this goes to scene in the day as well yeah, as night. I did find. I think this story is slightly more interesting. At first, I was just like, oh, it's just a woman wandering round. This is how blasé she gets. I know. It's because we've done so many stories. I'm like, oh, it's just a woman wandering round. And I always was always more drawn to the North Rep story. But when I was doing some research for this podcast, I actually found some more interesting stuff about the Aylmerton one, which has made it much more interesting. Because there is actually... The story, it sounds like just a made-up story to me. But it's actually been around for quite a long time i found a mention of it in um, john murray's handbook for essex suffolk norfolk and cambridgeshire in 1870 so that means the story is at least 150 years old and before that it was probably quite well known in the village got it back to 1782 have you really yeah oh yes that's really annoying i know what state your references please state my references so this is from i don't i haven't written down my reference but i literally cut and pasted this from the internet so that's my reference it's online somewhere okay let's just leave it there Hmm. um so this says uh, this says her name is esmeralda no you're talking about that's the north reps one all right, we've gone on too far. Right, yeah, okay. She's so 17. Back ahead of everybody else, not <laughs> God. Okay, right, back so to yours. Back, so back to eight. But I haven't found that about Esmeralda, so that's oh, quite God. interesting. Good. So the Aylmerton one from at least 1870, so add another like 30 or 40 years onto that to make it established in the village. Um, there's also um, in... The Norfolk Chronicle in 1882, the Norfolk and Norwich Archaeological Archaeological Society published their notes from their AGM. And a Mr. Harrod um, had, he read from a paper that he'd written about British villages. He sent a friend along called Mr. Chester to the pits. And this is what he said. They are called the Shrieking Pits. Late at night, the passenger would be scared by the apparition of a lady in white rushing, shrieking from one to another from one pit to another his informant had seen and heard her she was leaving the she left the pits and followed him nearly to his own gate oh, so wow. and that so that was from um the 1880s there was an actual like sighting actual recorded because that's it it's like with the north reps one i'm not sure if there's actually been any sightings unless obviously stacia's going to tell me something different in a moment <laughs> but this is in about ten we, minutes. We yeah. don't do any conferring before, do we? No, we're really strict. We don't like share each other's notes at all because no. we. Like, I nice. just did because I needed to yeah, them for the intro. Didn't. But that's not notes. That's no, the that's story. Just the story. But yeah, I thought it was really interesting because there is actually there was actually a sighting, and all of so that made it like a million times more interesting for me because it's not just a story that someone's made up. There was like actually like a recorded account. Another interesting thing about Aylmerton is that um, the Norfolk Heritage Explorer website, I don't know if you guys have referenced that before or seen it. It's really interesting. It's amazing. So it's, it's like just loads of archaeological site, like finds and sites and it lists everything that's ever been found at sites. Um, in Aylmerton, um, they found a, possibly, a possible early Saxon cemetery. They didn't share the exact location 
but there's something to say that this woman in white couldn't be linked to that mm. early cemetery, which is why the story is like kind of been carried I, through. I did mean to look into the smelting of iron ore. Um, and I have to say that it was a little bit like geography back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I just assumed they had to make pits for I it. did notice it on your to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look into the smelting of iron ore. Um, I take it you need pits for it, Shifra. Do, 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 can you illuminate that any further? I thought they dug the iron ore out of the pits did and they? then they left the did pits behind. Richard? You're wiser than both of us. I thought so, yeah. Oh, what, okay. dug the iron ore out of the pits? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and what? then took it away and... <laughs> They, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have refined it on site. No, so and then there would have been to... traces of that there anyway. Wasn't so there? these are like the equivalent of, of so deep, probably deep, not, like mine not, type thing. No, well, they I just think these pits are hole. quite deep. Yeah, though, but aren't they're they? not like mines. They're just like quite big holes like a chalk in the ground. Pit. Yeah, but, that's but deep, not as deep it? as that. They're just like. Have you seen them? Have you seen them on Google? Yeah, they're they look like... pretty deep. They. I kind of figure. That's this is no, no. no, that's very good. It's very it's quite it's, visual. It's quite, yeah. quite <laughs> English driven. English, I take it visual, that yeah. both these stories are the age-old chestnut of children do not go, Don't near, go near the, the shrinking Yeah, I pits. think especially the, although we've not shared the Northrop story properly yet, the Northrop one it feels more like a cautionary tale because this the the Hamilton one nobody like fell in or anything. So it's not like, oh, don't go near that because... Or she's not going to get you. I was about to say, quite nice that one of them, although, of course, the next one completely goes against that, nice that the story, they were actually married for once. Yeah. And it's not that she's met a father. But then we're about to go on to meet the father. makes me feel like it's more of a true story because it hasn't got all those kind of telltale, like the moralistic elements to it at all. Have we had one before where there's been a paternity battle? Baconstock Castle, the guy yeah. who was there was really horrible to so his, his and wife, he didn't yeah. think that the child was his and he threatened to kill but This must have child. been a huge issue yeah. um, at any point, basically. If, if you had a child and it did not look like you immediately, which of course lots don't, do they? Then it's a real kind of... I was going to say that <laughs> what <laughs> what just like say? potatoes. <laughs> Some of them look like potatoes. Well, that would that that would mean that you would assume that the father was a potato, I suppose. King but, Edward. King, <laughs> King Edward is Piper. the father of all the children. <laughs> all of the children. So um, <laughs> this is quite an interesting one that it kind of harks back to something which would have been presumably a huge issue because if you had a jealous husband, if you if, if he had any inkling that he thought you might, if you were a pretty wife, even if you weren't mm-hmm. a pretty wife, if you were a, let's not anyway, um, it must have been something that was a continual issue and also and possibly a cautionary tale to women as well mm-hmm. as to children to keep away from the pits. Also, this is what happens if you... If you kind of, you know, yeah. it does seem a bit more. Away. It does seem slightly more remote. That I can understand if you go near the pits, something's going to drag you in. Yeah. Mm. But the story is that he killed a child, threw it in the pits. Yeah. Went back and killed his wife, but didn't throw it in the pits, yeah. and that's why mm. she's wandering, yeah. finding it. So there's no. It's not. Don't go near the pits. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. That's it's more I mean. of a. You know, if you go near the pits, you might see her. You might see her. Yeah. yeah. Whereas with some of the other but, stories, but you're going to go there not, and get yeah, dragged and to hell, aren't you? Yeah. And she's, Satan's she's not going to do anything to you. Maybe she follow might follow you home, which is not great, mm, is it? That's quite creepy, actually. <laughs> that's quite doing quite but, a lot. Yeah, I, I just feel like there's Shrieking. more of a this something actually happened in Elmerton 
Like something possibly. Awful although like I was, um, I went to a Hindu recently at Centre Park's um, shrieking pit <laughs> there, and um, there was a. I think I hope, unless I ignored somebody in peril, a muntjac absolutely screaming like a woman. Um, that's what it sounded like Have when you I first heard foxes? and foxes. Yeah. yeah, apparently this was some. There was some expert there who said it was a muntjac. I was like, I don't know. It just sounds like somebody who's being killed. But um, the muntjac's been around 150 years because they're fairly new, know, aren't they? I mean, but I'm but wondering. Foxes yeah, foxes definitely, definitely foxes, have. Yeah. But I wonder if again, if you heard that coming, you know, I mean, obviously they're country folk, mm. and they probably would have known that, but kids might not. Mm. And mm. to hear that and, and to have that, and I wonder if that's how the story... Because that noise is exactly yeah. like somebody screaming in, in kind of absolute distress, think, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So I kind of wonder if it's a whole load of, of different things yeah. that have I was been like, it's stitched really interesting. together. I went to Grimsby recently. This is quite a tenuous link, but it's something I've been thinking about, which kind of ties into this. It's, it's really interesting how like urban legends kind of begin and how some completely disappear and some can stick around for you know generations and generations and and maybe Elmerton started out as a bit of like a the kids kind of hanging around an area and going oh yeah did you hear the screaming last night it was the shrieking pit the Grimsby story is my husband's from Grimsby and there's this little kind of funny area of woodland and they used to say it's where the cat claw man lived how scary does that sound, Start for starters? <laughs> and all the kids at school they used to go down there looking to see if they could see the scratches in the trees that the cat claw man left. But I've done research online and I can't find any references to this cat claw man. So I just feel like there's a whole generation, you know, yeah. of children who had this story and eventually it just kind of fizzled mm. out. Yeah. And it could be the same with this Aylmerton story, you know. Some kids were just, like, heard some funny noises at night and kind of started it, but this one kind of... Stuck. carried through and stuck with the area yeah you and... do need somebody to write it down to tell it to keep it going yeah, don't you yeah. you do you know that's why we're here isn't it yeah. to do that that very thing that uh, that's a perfect example of something that was really real to them even mm. if they knew secretly it wasn't real yeah. it's still become you know it's still yeah. a thing isn't it but that's that all it would have, have taken is uh, an adult at the time to have kind of caught on to that and then documented it somewhere and then yeah. it becomes Mm. Yeah, a, yeah. a story like a, an actual kind of bit of folklore mm. but if though. if the story is that that he killed his his what well, he thinks is not his child we don't know we'll never mm. know and then he murdered his wife there must have been people must have known that at mm. the time then so mm. would there have been any parish records or well this is if it happened to really say it say it was like related to these like saxon kind of burials oh, no, and yeah, the story no. could have like just been carried passed down and down and down because I, I've looked and I couldn't I haven't found anything I'm yet I'm trying to think so she's often seen wearing this winding sheet isn't she yeah. which was law in when was it when did oh, it I become reading about this yeah. because I was telling it become, about it, yeah that's it? what I'm thinking I haven't got my notebook so it me. became law that you had to um, wrap like a corpse in a winding sheet in the 1600s I think and that it was 1600s. stayed until the 1800s mm. didn't it yeah so it could be that yeah that that dates it like somewhat. medieval-ish yeah. kind of time mm. when there wouldn't have been records mm. kids would have died women would have died yeah the story about North Reps is, well, I'm just going to read um, what Stacia wrote for our piece for Weird Norfolk. Um, just south of the wonderfully named Hungry Hill is a track which leads to several tree-shrouded and water-filled hollows. 
which also bear the name of the Shrieking Pits, this time named for another wailing woman whose change of heart after a suicide attempt fell on deaf ears. It is said that at midnight on February 24th, the spirit of a village girl named Esmeralda appears between the veil of the living and the dead. At the age of 17, Esmeralda had fallen in love with a wealthy but untrustworthy young farmer who conducted a secret relationship with her behind his wife's back. The local vicar discovered the affair and ordered them to draw it to a close. The farmer skulked back to his wife and, without word from her sweetheart, Esmeralda's heart broke and she drifted into misery and depression, unable to forget her love. On a frosty February night, she was wandering the lanes close to the village when she came upon the pit, and, in a moment of desperation, she threw herself in. Almost immediately, she regretted her hasty decision and called for help, but no one came, and she perished. Her desperate screams can still, it is said, be heard on February the 24th, adding an extra chill to a winter's night. When I shared this on uh, Twitter the other day, somebody helpfully put, well, how do we know that she changed her mind if no one heard her scream? So yeah, thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Maybe they did hear her scream and just thought, oh, that's that's quite cold, isn't it? I said, oh, maybe someone did hear her and didn't realise it was her until... Or maybe she she has come back from the dead and told someone that she... Don't be so negative. Honestly. God. I love I love the fact this is near a place called Hungry Hill. Yeah. Which I think I said to you yesterday sounds like it's where Mr. Greedy lives, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Hungry Hill. And then he has a giant sausage and some peas for his dinner. Because this is the other thing. There is like an ominous presence on the twenty fourth that's meant to be like quite a dark kind of feeling or a dark spirit. So there is the thought that she she was wandering past, and if it wasn't for this dark spirit, she may have just carried on walking. This is this is far more of a of a traditional tale, isn't yeah. it? Which is woman does done bad with a married man. Um, oh, he, it's not his fault, obviously. No, nothing to do with him. He gets to have a super life for the rest of time. It's all and her fault. It's all her fault, and uh, so therefore she dies. And really, that's you know that's what happens if you're unfaithful, Richard. That you die in a mm. pot in a pit while in a pot or a pit. You know. No, um, folklore isn't doesn't mind if it's a pit or a pot. Um, I found a, a reference to this um, that you may have already heard about um, <laughs> <laughs> in 1782, um, and this is uh, this was Esmeralda. She was eight, yeah, coming into her 18th year, and she was yeah she had all the grace and dignity of a high-born lady. But she unfortunately did not have the morals of a high-born lady, and then um, there are rumours that she was her real father was a guest at the hall where she, where her mother was a serving girl, which was in um, or in Cromer, I think. Um, and she was. Where was that from? Where is this from, though? The internet. I no, don't ever put my sources. I, I want to know. I I'll, I will. It's not good enough, Stacia. <laughs> I you made, get a, I made you're it. You're gonna up. get a B minus for that amount of that homework. Well, I, will, I know will bother you. I will find it for you. I will find it for <laughs> it's you. It's just because I searched the name Esmeralda because it's quite an unusual name, I think, and and I've not been able to find anyone who lived in North Reps with the name Esmeralda. Hmm. I can't answer that question. It's almost well, like it might not be real. This is why it's bothering me. <laughs> 
<laughs> Unless they changed her name to like make her anonymous. This is kind of hugely, um, massively detailed, the piece I've got, which has got that she was a tied housemaid in Shrublands, the farmhouse at the end of Craft Lane. There we go. This is after she has been told to end the affair by uh-huh. the vicar, um, who obviously had a bit more sway in those uh-huh. days. And she continued to work for a, for a while, but then took to wandering about in the dark, as you do. As you do, yeah. You know what it's like when you're a teenager and you're in love. You write poetry. Well, I used to hang out at the bus stop and stuff, yeah. but in the dark. Yeah. Did you throw yourself into a pit? Well, no. No. You just had, had a fag <laughs> and a can of cider and got on with it. But she didn't have those things. No bus shelters in 1782. So she, um, yeah, she, her favourite walk was along Craft Lane, Sandy Lane and Hungry Hill. And on one night she just kind of thought, right, I've had enough of this earthly existence and uh, threw herself in and immediately, it kind of, this is the exactly the same thing you've just talked about, which was an evil spirit held the night. And it was that that finally mm. pushed her over the edge. So she had been just wandering about, feeling sorry for herself, mm. as we all have done many a time. You don't think that evil spirit is in reference to alcohol, do you? No, because it says um, she passed a large open pit, its waters steely hard in the moonlight. Is this the thing that's written? Because at, at the actual pits, there's a sign that's like tells know. the story. It's quite lyrical. Yeah, I could have written this. What does the sign say? It sounds like what's written. All right. <laughs> and it says, um, <laughs> and it says, uh, her wild spirit. I obviously got it the from the internet, didn't I? Yeah. And gazed upon its surface. Was it a ripple? Was it a shadow? What evil spirit held the night? What did the poor calf crazed girl think she saw in the water? Was it the image of her lover's face? Without further thought, she jumped into the water to join her lover. He's not going to be in there, is he? No. That's not very wise. And then she immediately thought, uh-oh. And apparently it says her wild shriek echoed in the hills. Hills? And wakened dogs hills. and hungry hills. And wakened dogs and people secure in their cottage bed. Second whale brought heads to windows while some shivered in, sh- in their sheets. So, yeah. So this, this says that particularly this only really happens on February the 24th. Mm-hmm. So An Australian author wrote a book about this. Did oh, you know that? No, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so it was really um, he must have visited Britain in the early 1900s where he must have picked up this story and it was actually he actually wrote a book called The Shrieking Pits which is all based in North Norfolk and um, it unfortunately had nothing to do with Esmeralda because I was wondering if that was maybe where the name Esmeralda came from and it's actually taken from this book and people have heard about the book and and it kind of stuck around because of that but it was was a really popular book at the time um, there was a white lady in it, but I think she might have been a mad old woman who they kept locked up in a in a pub. As you do. As you in do. a pub. Yeah. It's the last place yeah. you've one, isn't it? <laughs> um, An attic normally, isn't it? Yeah. See, there was another famous book with Esmeralda in as well. The Bells, the Bells. The Bells, yeah. 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 Well, this, it is quite an unusual name though, isn't it? Do you think? Mm. I, especially for North Norfolk in the what are you 1700s. North Norfolk in the 1700s? I don't know. Everybody was called like Mary. Or... They'd be saying that they didn't have imagination in North Norfolk <laughs> in the 1700s. I feel they did. Um, there was a, one other thing that I looked up about because um, I obviously put in like shrieking pits and if there is any others in the world, there doesn't seem to be many other cases that I could find or any other cases actually of pits haunted in this way. So North Norfolk seems to be the only place for shrieking pits. But 
I was looking into if there was any kind of possible explanation to the shrieking sound. And obviously we've talked about maybe deer or foxes. But there are some thoughts that it could be because of the sound emitted when they were extracting the ore. I guess that kind of like a scraping kind of noise. And if there's like kind of remnants of that kind of sound, you know, this topic, I've mentioned it before, the like stone tape kind of theory where the surroundings almost like remember things that have happened. So maybe it's caused by that. Oh, that's quite a good theory, yeah. isn't it? She has done her research properly on this one. Yeah. I just printed out Apart the story. I forgot what I was saying halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I've got actually on this. It's so, a great tale. So it's, uh, yeah. I don't feel there's a true story. Elmerton, I think, is something there. Based in yeah. events. Yeah. Well, I would like to take you there on February the 24th yeah, and I, see how you feel yeah. about it. I think that's fine. Okay. But no one's ever, re- there's no reports of anyone actually seeing anything there. Maybe we should go. Yeah, there's no. I, I'm quite surprised there haven't been any like investigation groups up there. To, it's quite like, dark out there. I don't really want to be walking about and then oh, fall see, into. Now you're it. Out. I am checking out. Yeah. <laughs> I've thought about it, and on health and safety grounds, we're not going to go. Weird Norfolk, produced and edited by Richard Fair. The EDP.